hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Oh God, we call to you. And Lord, what we really want is just to build our lives around you. To allow you to breathe in us. To allow all that we say and all that we do be a reflection of who you are in our lives. So God, as we spend this time together, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So we are in week two of our series over the next seven weeks, uh, six weeks now, five if you want to count out today, uh, talking about these things that, that can blindside us, these things that can uh, kind of trip us up along the road that, that, that we travel, these things that, that maybe block us from really experiencing the love and, and grace of, of Jesus Christ. Last week we talked about cynicism and how cynicism can, can eat away with us, but one of the things that cynicism can do leads us into what we're going to talk about today, and that's compromise. And how compromise is something that, that can blindside us in a way because we just want to get along. We just, we just want to not have anything block us or, or, or keep us from fully enjoying what God has us to do. But we see that compromise sometimes makes it even worse. And sometimes when we go along this road of compromise, we see that... Life isn't as easy as we thought it would be through compromise. Now, sometimes when we think about compromise, we, we, we think about, oh, uh, like something that I do with a good friend of mine named Jeff. Jeff, uh, we always talk about how we can get together and how we can uh, uh, like go to lunch or go, go to supper, and we start negotiating about a time. Like I'll say, Jeff, why don't we meet at this restaurant at 11.45 for lunch? And he'll say, no, how about 12.15? And then I'll say, well, you know, really, 11.50 works better for my schedule. And I said, well, how about 12.10? Well, how about, you know, and then it keeps going back and forth until we get down to a certain time, and that's the time. we go. Usually it's some odd time, like 12 or 2 or 12 or 3, or even sometimes it gets so ridiculous that we say, like, 12.03 and 47 seconds. That's a view of compromise, but that's not the compromise that we are talking about today. The, the second obstacle that we're talking about is a compromise that where we find that we know what we're supposed to do, but we find out that we end up cutting corners or, or we end up working on task or mastering task than working on ourselves or the the hardest part of compromise is to find that we see that we 
start to push others aside so that we can be in the right or we can be in the, the main group or we can be where everyone else is. Compromise is, is difficult. And Jesus had to battle compromise with his disciples. And that brings us to our scripture this morning. Our scripture is from the Gospel of Matthew, the 16th chapter, starting at verse 24. I invite you to follow along in your Bibles, or you can follow along with the words that we have on the screen. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their lives will lose it. But whoever loses their lives for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Do you see the compromise that Jesus is talking to his disciples about? See, in order to get a, a, a grander picture of, of what is happening in our scripture today, just before this passage, Jesus is sharing with his disciples something important that is to happen. Jesus is talking about moving on towards Jerusalem. But while he is there, the leaders, the chief priests, those who are in authority will, will grab him, will bind him up and, and, and beat him and, and punish him. And of course, as we know, will ultimately take him to the cross where, where Christ died for us. But when Peter heard this, he wasn't too happy about that. He said, no, that's, that's not how this is supposed to play out. We're, we're not going to go to Jerusalem for you to die. We're, we're going to go do something else. We're going to compromise your mission so that you can live. So, so that you can continue to do what you say you are to do, and we are going to amass this great power, this, this great mighty army, and, and we will then take over. But Jesus looked at Peter and said, you need to get behind me, Satan, because what you are asking me to do is to compromise what I am supposed to do. You, you are telling me that I need to do something that will benefit you, but the greater good is that I move on to Jerusalem to fulfill the task that my Father has given me to do. See, that's compromise. That, that is what Peter wanted Jesus to do. J Peter wanted Jesus to compromise his mission so that a quote-unquote greater good could play out back in ancient 
Israel. But Jesus knew that he needed to hold on to the character that God had given him instead of falling traps to the world or society around him. One of the ways that we battle, we battle compromise is we have to take a choice between two C's, if you will. We have to battle competency versus character. See, Jesus had the competency to, to, to gather a large crowd and, and to spur them on to take over the government. But Christ's character was more important and was more valuable and was a lot stronger than trying to whip up a frenzy around him. Christ knew that his character was to come to serve his father and to come and die so that we may have life through him. So how do we battle these two different seas? How do we battle competency versus character? You know, it takes twice as long. It's twice as hard to build our character than it is to build our competency. I fall into that trap all the time. I love webinars. I love books on how to do things better. I love reading and and seeing how I could tweak this thing and that thing in order to make myself more productive or to make myself more of an expert so people will look up to me and say, wow, Pastor Chris, your insight on that particular scripture or your insight on this particular moment really is what I needed to hear. But the fact of the matter is all of the competency of the world cannot replace the character that is inside of us. Friday night and and Saturday had the uh, blessing to be with three of our our confirmands as we did our confirmation retreat to to go through some lessons but also to experience worship in a synagogue but also just to have some fun with the kids. And in the middle of our lesson, a scripture came up that, that I thought really tied to, to what we're talking about this morning. And that scripture is from 1 Corinthians 10, verse 23, where Paul is, is talking to uh, the Corinthians and he's saying, you know, you say that I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say that I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. So that's where we start having issues with compromising or, or with character because we want to do anything and everything we can. We want to have it all. And sometimes when we try to take it all, we start to lose what's really important. We start to lose the, the message and the value and, and the life that God has given us. See, that's what compromise is. When, when we want to try to do everything, or we want to try to have everything, but we start whittling away at who we really are, 
then we lose the truth in our life. We lose that soul that's in our life. See, but one of the things that compromise does is that compromise just lets us give up and, and it lets us to give in to what is happening around us. But instead, if we, to act, if we act in our true character, we take those moments to lean in, to listen, and to learn. All you have to do is either flip through the Internet or listen to uh, whichever news program you listen to. It's all about being the loudest and the strongest. There's very little listening and understanding that is going on in these conversations. See, the, the act of compromise is, is, is either being louder so that others have to bend to your will, or it's just sitting back and going, okay, whatever, I'm fine. Just don't bother me with what's really going on. Whatever you want is whatever I want. But when we do that, compromise starts to eat away at our self-respect, our passion, and our soul. Could you imagine in our scripture today when, when Peter stood up and said, no, Jesus, <laughs> you're not going to go do that. We're, we're just going to take this other route. Could you imagine what would happen if Jesus said, okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll do it your way because, you know, you aren't the son of God, and, and you don't know what's best for the world around us, but I don't want to fight with you. I don't, I don't want to, uh, I, I, I want to just let go of my character. I want to let go with the message and the purpose that God has for me. Another thing that compromise does, it causes us to become inconsistent. When you say one thing to one person in order to get along with them, and then when you have somebody on the opposite aisle, you start to disagree with them because you don't want to rock the boat. But little do you know that as soon as you start to listen to one side and agree with them and then run to the other side and listen and agree with them, and you're going back and forth to make yourselves liked by both sides, that boat starts to rock on its own. And the faster and, and, and the more frantic that you move, the boat will then tip over because there isn't an equilibrium there. It's important to hold on to who you are. See, it's important to remember a certain word called integrity. And integrity isn't something that you can just claim that you have. Integrity is something that you have to build. And most of the time, integrity is something that you build in private. Integrity is something that takes a while to, to grow inside of you. So that way, the actions you do when no one is around, matches the actions that you say that you do. That's a battle that we have 
You know, uh, it's easy if we were to, to really try to learn, to really try to grow, to say, you know, I, I just need to get away from everyone so, so I don't offend anyone or I don't say anything that, that, that hurts anyone. But when we build our character, it happens when we're in community because that's where the rough edges are. The rough edges aren't where we are alone. The rough edges happens when we start to butt heads and we realize who we truly are and we live our lives trying to grow, trying to listen, trying to hear God's word in our lives. So how should we as, as people of faith work on our character? How, how do we continue to grow? We listen to the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gives us gifts that we can see plainly in Scripture in the book of Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, where we are told that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So my challenge for you, my friends, is that when we focus on the gifts that God has given us, we can see that what we give Christ just isn't lip service. But what we give to others isn't an easy compromise, but we give truly ourselves just as Christ has given himself for us. We didn't have the opportunity to get our, uh, our sermon sheets in uh, the bulletin this week, but I think they're around the different entrances. If you want to pick one up, I have the, the, the uh, practices for this week to talk about compromises to help you to see how we can battle compromise in our lives. The first thing we do, we must take responsibility. You know, we can't build our characters unless we take responsibility for who we are. And then we must take time to, to let our walk match our talk. Sometimes it's easy just to say, this is who I am, but then we turn around and we act like that is not who we are. We have to watch what we say. We have to watch what we view. We have to watch how we talk about others when they are not with us. And then finally, we must take time to put ourselves first when it comes to personal growth. I think compromise comes easy when we start to burn the candle on both ends because we're trying to please anyone and everyone. So we just work harder and harder and harder and we fail to allow time for God to work inside of us. My hope and my prayer is that as we continue to build through these things that blindside us, as we continue to see how we can live as true disciples of Jesus Christ, we allow these, these barriers to slowly move away so that we can see the Christ 
inside each and every one of us. Let us pray. Oh God, compromise seems to be a, a, a very worthwhile goal because we just want to get along and, and we don't want to rock the boat. But God, when we're in that boat and we're trying to please everyone, it is so easy to see it capsize on us. Help us not to focus on what we think is right, but help us to focus on the fruit that your Spirit has given us. And help us to live as your true disciples, to be a light in the world around us so that you may give us peace, that we may be grace to the world around us. And we pray this in the strong name of the one who loves us, who guides us, who gives us our peace, Jesus our Lord. Amen.